What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and I'm joined here with, I think, what we can call uh, a guest host. We better. Yeah, we better. Our <laughs> guest host of the podcast, Hayden Cheryl. Good to be here, and, uh, and my favorite topic, the NFL draft, so let's get at it. This is going to act as your preview for the upcoming NFL draft, which means you don't have to watch, listen, or read anything else, but our voices for the next 30 minutes, and you'll know all you need to know. And, uh, well, the, th- the thing you do really need to know, though, is that we have not done a lot of research for this. I mean, I, I wrote an article recently, which you should check out on the blog, but we kind of are doing this on the fly, so we'll see how it goes, and we'll probably look back at this and, and realize that our takes are a little hotter than, than we expected. <laughs> yeah, uh, so don't hold us to too much of this. But hold us, hold us accountable, hold please. Hold us accountable, yeah. We don't want to be putting out a bad product for you guys. So basically how the show is going to work is we're going to talk about the Wonderlick test, we're going to give you a mock draft where we'll trade off picks uh, to the best of our knowledge. Of GM battle, baby. GM battle. See who's better. And then we're going to give our predictions for offensive and defensive rookie of the year and who has the most to gain and the most to lose from this year's draft. So without further ado, let's jump right in. What the Wonderlick test is. I mean, I just mentioned about 15 seconds ago. But unless you're a true fan of the NFL Whoa, don't, Combine. don't call him out like that. No, of the Combine. Okay, the a NFL. Combine fan. That's if you're fine. A true com- if you're a Combine fan, you're a nerd, Yeah, which I am. Yeah, so you would, you would know what the Wonderlick test is. But for those of you who are casual NFL fans, we're going to break it down for you. So essentially, it's an IQ test that the NFL uses to determine the critical thinking and knowledge, most of the knowledge of the players they're going to be drafting. The Wonder League test is like an IQ test, um, but the goal of it is more to measure intelligence on the fly in a, in a street smarts kind of way. So it's a 12-minute test of 50 questions, not a lot of time each question, so you really have to think quickly and, and, and adapt quickly to the range of questions because you get questions from months of the year. They'll ask you, what's the sixth month of the year? And they'll ask you questions like, what, how much tax, if you have 6% tax on your, on your order at dinner, how much do you have to pay in total? So it's everything, and spatial awareness, everything. So you expect smarter players to perform better on this test, but that doesn't, that isn't always how it goes on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, ner- nerds aren't good at football. There's guys that can score 50 on this that couldn't throw a ball. Yeah. But, but what it does is it really tells you if you're getting you know, a player that might not be as easy to work with uh, because of their street intelligence. Mm. And, I mean, there's a lot of notable players that have scored anywhere from zero to 50 on High this low. Test. i mean it's not a, no test is perfect the iq test has major flaws yeah mm-hmm. and so does this test yeah we actually took the test ourselves to you know kind of determine where we might be at if we were to you know hypothetically go to the end besides the fact that we would be terrible yeah like disregarding just, just brains disregarding anything athletically anything with football anything anything at all like we just throw everything with football if we were somehow if we were athletic we could do one thing well uh, you know, we decided to see where we'd most likely be at. So I'll go ahead and go first. I got a 31, which the average is 20. So I mean, I that's was, that's higher than a lot of players. I was I was happy with where where I I landed. And there's a couple of guys who actually scored around the same area I did. So Miles Garrett, defensive end from the Cleveland Browns. J.J. Watt, defensive end in the Houston Texans. Both great athletes, great players, smart smart guys on smart. the Wonderlic test. <laughs> smart guys. Current coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury. Also got a 31. And Terrell Suggs, the linebacker who's now on the Ravens, still on the Ravens. You scored higher than Phillip Rivers at a 30. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo had a 29. Uh, Zach Mettenberger with a 30. I mean, there's bad and good players. Troy Aikman, 29. You, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad players beneath you. 
TJ Watts, 29, similar to his brother. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. True. That's a good point. Sam Darnold, 28. A lot of, a lot of quarterbacks in this range. Mm. Russell Wilson out of 28. Yeah, that's true. So, Hayden, why don't you go ahead and share uh, with us what you got on it? This is, it just feels kind of like a flex. Um, I'm, I'm really I'm pretty good at quick math in the head, but I'm terrible at football. So, I wouldn't get drafted, but I did get a 45 on the Wonderlike test. So, so um, yeah, I mean, it don't, is, don't look major, at me like it's that. It's a major flex, actually. Um, I mean, there's only a couple guys. Yeah, and nobody this, good around on this, <laughs> on this list that that's around that that 45. Let's see, Eric Decker. Eric got a 43. Blake Gabbert got a 42. Uh, Benjamin Watson, 48. 48. That's pretty strong. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a Harvard graduate. Yeah, got a 48. But the best score of all time on the NFL Wonder League test goes to uh, punter slash wide receiver Pat McAnally. Uh, he got a perfect score, and, and he went to Harvard. And he says that he believes that the perfect score actually hurt his draft stock. That the, the teams thought he was too much of an academic coming from Harvard, getting a perfect score on the mm-hmm. Wonder League, that he wouldn't be able to play. But he's a, he appeared in the Pro Bowl once. Or no, yeah. He, but he appeared in one Pro Bowl and one Super Bowl and had, like I think, an average net punt of like 42 yards. And he played receiver and had a couple hundred yards. Not too bad. Yeah, so I think, I mean... I mean, it's mostly nerds in this range, anyway. Yeah, it's true. Eric Decker. So I'm, I'm honestly off. I'm, I'm in a better spot <laughs> as far as draft, like you know, projections go. This would put me as. But I'm better s- than more players. That's true, but it may. You would be a better player. Yeah, but exactly. I'm better than more players. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that assuming that we actually have NFL talent. Some other higher scoring players, just just to give you a range on the on the high end. Alex Smith with a 40, Colin Kaepernick with a 38, Matt Stafford with a 38. Um, Drew Henson with a 42. These are mostly quarterbacks. Tony Romo, 37. These are mostly quarterbacks on the top end. But on the bottom end. Yeah, that's what I think that's what most people want to know. That's what people... Like, they're like, nope, okay, we get, like, okay, quarterbacks we are get, smart. Yeah, we get, we get it. the smart guys. Like, but how about the guys that are down <laughs> below? So a couple guys, sub 10. So 7, 8, 50 nine questions. These 50. people are getting 20% or less of them right. So That's got, right. I did good on the Wonder Lake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So we've got Frank Gore scored a 6. AJ Green out of 10. Also with a 6, Vince Young. So that may There's talent down here. Yeah, there is some talent down here. Terrell Pryor with a seven. Kelvin Benjamin, Tavon Austin. Sebastian Janikowski had a nine. A lot, a lot of receivers down here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner had an eight. I mean, that's he's one of the best linebackers in the league. It's true. Randy Moss had a twelve. Todd Gurley had a twelve. Uh let's see, who else who else do we have on this list here? Reggie Wayne had a thirteen. Leonard Donovan Fournette had eleven. Delvin Cook had eleven. Donovan McNabb had a fourteen. Yeah, a lot of running backs and receivers down here, though. Not going to lie. Yeah, Todd, You said Todd Gurley. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then Randall Cunningham had a 15. But let's talk about the lowest score of all time. We what? talked about the highest score of all time. Mm-hmm. Morris Claiborne and Darren Davis, four. I, now, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. I knew Morris Claiborne was kind of an idiot. Mm-hmm. But, but getting, a, I mean, getting four out of 50 questions right is tough. <laughs> you honestly have to try. Like yeah, to, like to do that because it's like, for example, like you said, one of the questions is like, "Oh, what's the six month of the year?" Yeah, you just count them out on your January, fingers. January, February, March, April, May, June, and some of them are like, "Which of these lists is do, like do, how many duplicates are on this list?" And they'll provide like two names with like a slight variation. Mm-hmm. You literally just have to like just click, or I think it's on paper, circle. Yeah, like just randomly. Exactly. These people, although, even if you're going random, you should still get more than four. Yeah, if you did see every true or false, there's some true or false. I'm I'm assuming if you did see every time. Yeah, you're gonna get one. You're gonna get like ten. Unless he, I mean, maybe he's just <laughs> the more. worst guesser. Maybe, like, or maybe he knows all of them and he got them all wrong on purpose. He, he would have had a forty-six. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of draft stock, <laughs> there's a transition. Honestly, 
draft time. Well, before we jump into that, some oh. of you may be thinking, right? I wonder what I'm going to get on the Wonderlic test, okay? Oh, that's true. Sorry, I so, really moved along no, too you're quick. No, fine. So we, we'll be posting a link to the Wonderlic test. It takes 12 minutes, 50 questions, and we want to hear what you guys got. So we're going to post a link on Twitter. Just follow the link, take the test, and then tweet at us your score if you're comfortable doing it, and we'll give you an NFL comparison based off of the score that you got. Or uh, if you if you don't really want to hop on Twitter and, and share it with us, you can go to wonderlicktestsample.com, W-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-C, testsample.com, and, and take it on your own. And, and feel free to not share it with us if it's sub-20. Yeah, we don't Yeah, we don't want to know anything sub-20 because that's average. That's embarrassing. That's below average. Yeah, we don't want to embarrass anyone, any of our listeners here on the podcast. But, yeah, definitely check it out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a, it gets your brain working a little bit, something to – you know, a nice little refresher in the morning. But, yes, you mentioned draft stock. So it is mock draft time. So, I mean, obviously Hayden and I have read a lot about, you know, this upcoming draft and who's going where and what's happening. Um, I mean, for example, Kyler Murray. There's a report that came out that the Cardinals are apparently moving on from Kyler Murray, that they're not going to be sticking with him. I mean, every You never know. It's draft time. Yeah. You ne- these are, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And and even if you're telling the truth, it's smoke and mirrors. You yeah. know, the, the, everything's moving a mile a minute. It's it's absolutely insane, especially this time of you know we're just right up days to the draft. away, four yeah. days away. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and get right into it. So we flipped the coin. Hayden's gonna go first. Yeah, and I didn't want to. Yeah, because this first us, pick is boring. Neither of us wanted to go first because we thought it was that's kind of a cop out. But Hayden, why don't you just throw up, throw up your guy? I'm the Arizona Cardinals, and we're not going to do any trades in this draft. First, yeah, first no, of all, no, no trades. trades. We don't want to make it because then we're just going to get confused and probably there, mess there up. There will there will be oh. there will be trades. Everybody wants to trade down in this draft. I think. Yeah. There's so much depth. Oh yeah, because there's at least there's two rounds there's, of depth. There's ten. There's ten rushers that are like top fifteen talent. Top 15, yes, top fifteen talent. So if you can get someone who's dumb enough to try and get their guy that they really and there's, like, and there's a lot of people that want quarterbacks that'll trade which down is, a little bit. Which is, Dumb, I've heard reports of four quarterbacks in the top fifteen, but that's not going to happen today because we're good GMs, John. Oh, you're like you're like got four QBs loaded up. Yeah, <laughs> you're maybe. like I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. taking them all. Okay, yeah. here we go. So I got the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, hot take here. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Kyler Murray. Okay. And, and here's what I think is going to happen in real life. If they do go Kyler Murray, they're going to trade down. They're going to they're going to um, give up Josh Rosen, and they could get some some pretty decent picks for him mm. for josh rosen oh, but yeah. yeah i'm going kyler murray here he's off the board uh sorry sorry you can't pick kyler murray with the number two pick. i i really didn't want to which leads me to number two which i think is almost as certain as number one barring a trade up or something like that i've got nick bosa going to the niners i mean the best player in the draft yeah he's number you know, one on most big boards yeah regard i mean if you look at it from just a talent standpoint you want nick bosa obviously the quarterback is a highly touted position but from, if you look at anyone on this list, you're saying Nick Bosa is my guy. Like, he's the number one guy. His brother, Joey Bosa, currently plays for the Chargers, and he was very hyped coming in. And Nick Bosa is arguably better. I think he's better. I think so, too. I mean, time will tell, but this is definitely um, something to, to watch out for. But here we go. Number three. What do you got? Number three. The Jets' biggest need in this draft is an edge rusher. I love Josh Allen. Um, as much as I'd like to like to take a more exciting pick here i think i think josh allen in in some years could be a, a number one or number two overall pick and he just got gets unlucky and falls to number three here but that's that's a great value pick for the jets if they get josh allen here so you, you're you're saying you're going josh allen yeah josh, josh allen. allen okay sounds good 
So I'm, I'm going to go with who I think is the best prospect in the draft for Oakland. I mean, Oakland has a lot of needs. They obviously traded away their best two players in the offseason. But Quinnen Williams ah, is... I hate to see him go. I, I wanted he's, him. He's the best prospect. He got eight and a half sacks at an interior lineman position. I mean, that's almost unheard of because those are the guys that clog the lane, get the tackles for loss. They do the dirty work, but they don't get the stats. But he was racking them up at Alabama where, I mean, obviously he had some, in, some incredible coaching from Nick Saban. But that's why I've got a number three, number four. I've got Oakland getting Quinton Williams. And that's not the last time we'll hear of Oakland. they still got two more they, picks. And they're going to trade out one of those mm-hmm. in the real draft. I think so. But, but not today. Not in this one. Uh, number, number five, right? Mm-hmm. Number five, um, taking the same thing that I did in my mock draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers recently lost their uh, marquee linebacker, Quan Alexander. And, and they, they really need to shore up that linebacker core. And Devin White... Another guy that could be a top three prospect in in some drafts. Great linebacker prospect out of LSU. Um, he's he he did well at the combine. He didn't do phenomenal, but he did enough to hold his stock, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm taking Devin White, linebacker for the Bucks at number five. All right, at number six, this one this one kind of annoys me. Okay, because we talked about a lot of of quarterbacks, you know, going in the top fifteen. I don't think there are four quarterbacks that are top fifteen talent. In my opinion, there's there's two, right? I'm saying Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins are the, the two guys in the top 15. There's an argument for Drew Locke. I mean, maybe. He's got... He's I fringe. Mean, him and Daniel Jones... Oh, top, top 15? Yeah. Him and Daniel... Yeah, Drew Locke's top 15, unquestionably, in my opinion. They, I, I think they have the NFL body, but there's still so much. Like, they could really use time But that's to, what we say about quarterbacks that turn out. That's true. Almost every quarterback that turns out, they say that. Or mm-hmm. they're super polished. Those are, like, the two things. That's, that's Nobody's ever, like, kind of polished, you yeah, know? That's, they, yeah, there's always stuff you can work on. But I think... Like Patty Mahomes. What makes the most sense here, because I've seen... I mean, we were just talking about this before the show. Uh, we've seen trades that have the Raiders going up to number two to get Drew Locke, uh, which is ridiculous. Wait, if you want, If you really, really want a quarterback that can start for you right now, don't get one this year. Tank, 2020. You're going to have so many a lot more of options, options. So many more options. But at, here at number six, I've got the Giants taking Dwayne Haskins. Dave Gettleman is is saying that Eli Manning apparently proved that he was worthy of being a starting quarterback. Gross. Which is stupid, but we don't want to focus on that. But basically, he's he'll have a year, maybe. He may get thrust in maybe week five, week six, when the Giants fans are ready to riot at Eli, with Eli well, Manning I think Well, I think if they don't pick Haskins, I mean, the Giants stadium might want to hire some extra security for draft night. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be bad. But being able to learn under you know two time Super Bowl winning quarterback Eli Manning, regardless of his talent level, is gonna help him a lot. Polish up his game. He threw fifty touchdowns last year. You know he's a big guy. He's got. We we're talking about it before. He's a Ben Roethlisberger type of guy, and I think you know he he would be a perfect fit for New York playing at a prestigious school like Ohio State, which kind of gets you ready for the big scene. So number six, Dwayne Haskins. Number seven with the Jags here. They've got they've got big needs on the D line and the O line. The Jags are not good in the trenches, and they would like to take a quarterback here. I think. Mm. I think on draft day they might take a quarterback. I think they I think they want somebody to back up Nick Foles for the future. I can see it coming. Okay. But what I'm I'm going with here to protect Nick Foles, uh, their recent investment, Jawan Taylor. Okay. Um. He, he's a. I mean, on most big boards, he's top six, top seven. So they're not taking an exciting, flashy pick here, but it's the right pick. And and as an as an offensive lineman, I mean, that's an incredibly valuable pick in the top top ten. That's probably going to turn out. Mm-hmm. So safe pick to protect their new investment, Nick Foles. If they don't, I mean, the Jags are dumb. 
Yeah. Why would you pay him? I've seen mocks. I've seen mocks taking quarterbacks. Nick Foles with the Jacks. Nick Foles is at a playing level. You don't give a guy twenty million dollars a year for forty years if you're just going to say no. You're actually going to no. I know you're going to. But I be a backup. I've seen Drew Lock to the Jags in multiple multiple mocks. I don't think it's happening. I mean, you get enough people's opinions, someone's going to have to say something crazy to stand up. <laughs> like that's just what's going to happen. But I, I think they're going safe. The Jags are finally going to make a good move here, and he might not turn out because he's on the Jags. But we'll see. Jawan Taylor. All right, this one. I mean, I'm kind of surprised you haven't picked uh, my guy yet that I have here. I think he went through a lot of trouble last year. I think he was arguably a top five player last year before he decided to come back. But I've got Ed Oliver out of Houston. So there were, there were so many issues he had off the field. He's struggling with injuries, uh, gelling with teammates. But he's a big boy. He's a talented interior defender that I think the Lions could really use. I mean, that's another team where it's not just one problem that's going to fix. But having a, a stud like Ed Oliver, you know, a Nadamakan Sue type of player, would go well with the Lions. So this pick, I've got Ed Oliver. Yeah, Ed Oliver was who I was going to take next. So Don't worry. It, I mean, it's the right pick. Yeah. Um, so the Bills would have loved to have had Ed Oliver, but now they're kind of stuck. They're going to use up all their time on the clock here. Sure. I mean, um, most teams do, but they're going to use it. Oh, they're going to use gonna, it, though. Yeah. They're, not, they're not just, like, sitting around, like, you know, mm-hmm. like he's not thanking his mom early. Yeah, I think they're a team that, that may trade up if they can. They're going to trade up or trade think, down. They're in a bad spot. The, I think they're one of those guys. The quarterbacks? No, I think they're one of those guys that are going to trade up and kind of get desperate because they're they're stuck in the middle of like the superstars and, and the, the depth, just yeah. the, the talented guys. Yeah, it's the worst place to be in fantasy too. Honestly, if you're cool. not top four, what do you you know? Might as well be eleventh. Yeah, but this isn't fantasy football. This is the NFL. That's right. So I think that they're going to take a little bit of a reach here, but not a bad option. Montez Sweat, super athletic guy out of Mississippi State. Um, his you know his metrics are good. His tape's not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think the Bills have have good coaching on the edge mm. they've, they've historically done pretty well picking edge rushers in the in the top 15 because they pick in the top 15 all the time yeah <laughs> but i like montez sweat um and and i think he goes here to the bills i'm i actually have a question on that so you don't think that they they double down on their investment last year and they don't go for an offensive lineman to to protect josh to allen protect josh well allen. he runs so much yeah well, and, I mean, and they could go off, if they go offensive lineman uh they're going andre dillard mm-hmm. here that's that's kind but of this guy. is the buffalo bills yeah, and they're going to go with the big name. I mean, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, as as much as I like Dillard, I do think this what's a better player than under under Dillard. Mm-hmm. But I like picking offensive linemen too. So we'll see. Yeah. So here we go. Ten. So before I really explain my pick, I just want to say that this mock draft is a mixture of not only what we think, but what we think the teams are going to do. So with that in mind, a little I'm, bit, not too much, not too much, but. With that in mind, I've got number 10, Drew Locke, going to the Broncos. I think I He's mean, valuable there. I, he is. And, and John Elway literally just... He loves him. He's, he's, I think he's probably writing love letters right now. Honestly. He, they say, Drew Locke, I want you to be my Peyton Manning. Honestly. I mean... John and, Elway. He's had such bad luck drafting those guys. You know, he's got... He's, he's, there's a long list of, of it's NFL It's not bad ready. luck. It's... I mean, you, you have Paxton It's Paxton trying Lynch. too hard. Yeah, it, it's true. It's true. He's he's tried too hard to get. He's infatuated with that NFL body quarterback, quote unquote NFL body. Yeah, quote unquote. It's 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 slower white guys that that, are, that throw the ball at a high percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, so Peyton Manning. Bas- yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> basically what he wants is another Peyton Manning, but a little more polished. But I think getting Joe Flacco gives them the opportunity to allow their quarterback to grow. They can do what the Jags shouldn't do with Nick Foles. Yeah, because that's well, I think. 
I think Joe Flacco can still start. You know, and yeah, if, if at Drew an Alex Locke, Smith level. Yeah, if Drew Locke can, I mean, the the Broncos have enough talent that they can they can get by on Alex Smith level. Well, they got enough defense. Exactly. Really, they have defense and they've got um, good receivers. The uh, running back, what's his face? Um, um, the undrafted kid. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. They've got so they're fine. They got Philip Lindsay. He just fills the hole for a couple years. Drew Locke, because we haven't seen a quarterback really develop. No, in a while, and giving them the time to. You mean in Denver? Well, in general, we haven't seen. I mean, when's the last time you've seen someone sit behind a quarterback, wait, and then jump into the starting position and be successful? Yeah, it's been a minute. I mean, the first Mahomes one that comes to mind, was only a year. Yeah, it was only a year. But, I can't really think of anybody. I mean, the last one I can really remember is Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre. Right. And so... and Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, but he didn't stay. That's true. Yeah, he got traded. He would have. Yeah. And, I mean... Even, that would have been the and one. And Jacoby Brissett, too. Yeah, they both but got shipped off. I think in this situation, Drew Locke makes the most sense, and I really, really hope yeah, that... Sounds, we sound like John Elliott right now. We're talking about Drew Locke way too much. Yeah, we need to move on. Okay, Drew Locke to the Broncos. I hope he does well, gets a few years, and can perform. The Bengals might have liked to have seen Drew Locke. They might have uh, liked they might have liked that pick, but he's gone. And now, I mean, now who are you looking at? You're looking at um, Daniel Jones. That would be a reach. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking Daniel Jones here. The Bengals have lost all their tight end talent except for who who resigned Umazoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so they pretty much left with CJ Umazoa. So I'm taking TJ Hawkinson okay. out of Iowa, one of the two Iowa one tight end two. boys. Yeah. There it and is. I really like him. Um, so he had plenty of time to develop in college. He redshirted his freshman year and his senior year. Um, he was awarded the nation's top tight end as well as the Big Ten Tight End of the Year award. And, uh, and this is while starting alongside another first-round talent, Noah Font. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, 50 catches for 760 yards and six touchdowns. He led his team in receiving. And so, and so I think he's just one of those solid production tight ends that's not a wide receiver turned tight end. Yeah, I think that's one of those good value picks. You want a guy who can do it all, jack of all trades. Yeah, and 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 you, especially since you still have a quarterback that can, you know, he can kind of throw the ball. Yeah, and and you've got a, a good passing attack, but mm-hmm. you want to bolster it up a little bit and and try to get the most juice, the most juice you can out of Andy Dalton. That yeah. might be the move. Mm-hmm. All right, at number twelve, Green Bay Packers. I've got Devin White. I think Devin White's a, a great uh, linebacker. I think he fits in with that front seven you talent. can't take Devin White I can't did you already I take took him? Devin White oh I took Devin White to the Bucks fifth overall oh man well he wow all right here we go next 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 position then Brian Burns out of Florida State I guess I overestimated his talent or I just totally forgot that you said that but you, anyways, you mean you underestimated his talent he ain't dropping right. that far That's yeah right. yeah okay all right we'll restart that Brian Burns out of Florida State edge rusher I think the Green Bay Packers missed the playoffs last year and it was a big disappointment they're wasting Aaron Rodgers' good years. He's slowly dwindling away. And I think that they need to start. It starts with the defense. And so getting Brian Burns, a talented player, will kind of jumpstart their transition into prolonging Aaron Rodgers' career. And the best way to do that is to get a defense that gets him the ball as much as possible. I think Burns is a reach here. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've seen him as low as second round. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of fits in. With On my that. big board right here, I have him. 32nd interesting i think it's a reach but we'll see mm. yeah, i mean he fits he fits the mold i understand yeah, what you're I mean, saying yeah. and there's not a lot of edge rushers in this you're, i mean the only getting, other you're getting into that position work the only they, other edge rusher that there is that's really a big name is clellan farrell out of clemson yeah. mm-hmm. other than that if it's, it's kind of just a guy you like you know yeah no it's true okay i've got the dolphins here what pick number is this 13 13 
lucky number 13. Mm-hmm. And who other than the guy that I picked on my mock draft, the big boy, DK Metcalf, combine monster. I think there's a lot of hype, and I think he feels like a player that should be in Miami. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's got the Miami swagger. They yeah. lost Jarvis Landry. He could he could bring that back. He's That's a big true. boy. And, I mean, I don't know who's going to throw to him. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wonder like, wonder like God why Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um <laughs> He needs to put, you know, he needs to, maybe he needs to hop on DK Metcalf's workout plan because he was looking a little Fitzpatrick's chubby. looking a little chunky. A little, a little <laughs> but DK Metcalf to the Dolphins, um, Dolphins fans would be excited at least for through preseason. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta Falcons, another team that's kind of in the same mold as the Packers, missed out on the playoffs, but they have a talented team. I mean, I can't really say there's a lot of glaring needs for them. Yeah, they're well coached. I think I mean they've got they're, on almost every side of the ball. I think you know they they have an aging quarterback, but you're not ready to replace him yet. Oh no, 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 no. at all. Yeah, because I'm sure and the receivers are deep. I'm sure there's there's some dumb mock draft that's like, oh, they need to take Daniel Jones, or no, they they trade up they trade up number one to get Kyler Murray. <laughs> but no, we're gonna we're gonna keep it conservative here, and uh, I like Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson. I think that's just it's another one of those guys that they need to short up. I mean, we mentioned they've got the running back. They've got the quarterback. They've got tons of wide receivers. Maybe focus a little more time on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, I mean, he won a national championship at Clemson, kind of anchoring that defense. And so I think he's one of those guys that the Falcons could really use. So, yeah, 14, Dexter Lawrence. I had a tough decision here uh, at 15 with the Redskins. They're one of those teams that kind of has needs all over, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense. Yeah. Um, but... I really think you can't go wrong on the O line, so I'm going to take your guy, okay. uh, Andre Dillard, who we argued about the between him and Jawan Taylor. I still think Jawan Taylor is a much better lineman, yeah. but Andre Dillard here at 15 is not bad value. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a top 10 player, um, and Redskins fans might want a quarterback. I, <laughs> We're still talking about why are we talking about quarterbacks so much in a quarterback well, week no, but, draft? But That's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody that, wants one. That was literally. But what I was they're not say. there. I was going to say that because think about it. But they, you know, Redskins fans want one. Of course. I, and a receiver, too. Knowing, they need receivers, I mean, too. considering my dad and little brother Redskins fans, I'm pretty sure that they're willing to either trade up or draft Daniel Jones. Uh, I think it's worth I think it's worth taking that chance because who you have at quarterback? I just, I'm just i just saying that they're not in the – they could trade up, but they're not in the spot right here. Trade up or trade down. Or, yeah, or, or trade down. I don't know. Trade down. And, but I don't know. Daniel Jones probably going to get reached for in the teens. Yeah, I think I think now is the time to get him. But I'm not – but if I'm, not, if I'm the Redskins GM, I don't want him. I could see that because I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of Daniel Jones. If it was Drew Locke here, that'd be a different story, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and, true. And I would probably try to trade up, but wait a year, rebuild, build that O line. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't all happen at once, you know. Rebuilds yeah. take time, and O line is a durable position that you can afford to take earlier rather than later. Yeah, you know, no, that's true. They develop, they develop fast, or slower but faster in a sense of they can turn into a more valuable asset in a faster manner than a quarterback can. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think I think it's it's a safe pick. It may not be the pick that, that Redskins fans want, but it's the smart pick. So moving on to the Panthers at 16, I think their biggest weakness by far is wide receiver. I don't think they have those playmakers that Cam Newton needs. I mean, obviously they have Christian McCaffrey, but when Christian McCaffrey is doing the load of the receiving for the team, it's kind of an issue. So I'm thinking here, A.J. Brown. Wide receiver. Oh, that's a. I mean, it's it's a reach, but I think it's a good pick. The, the tough thing with that is that there's so many talented wide receivers that are 
you know, may not go in the first round, but have first round talent, if that makes sense. Right. Like, I think there's a lot of guys in there. I mean, for example, Nikhil Harry. I think he's another guy that is a great pick, may not go in the first round. Marquise Brown, another guy. I mean, there, there's there's a few of those guys. I like Nikhil Harry a and, lot. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think that the Panthers, if they're smart, know they need. You took A.J. Brown or Marquise? A.J. Brown. A.J.? Yeah. So this is this is purely just your opinion at this point. Because those two are really close in most boards. Well, I, I mean, what, I, what, what, what makes you put him over Marquise? I just think watching his tape, he seems like that playmaker that the Panthers need. Yeah, he's quick. You know, and that because they, they can't have they can't be throwing the ball to Christian McCaffrey every time. Right, I and mean, that's the easiest thing to stop. And he's bigger too. Yeah. Marquise is like five eleven, mm-hmm. and he's like six one. Mm-hmm. He's more of a more of a slot he's receiver a, guy that yeah. will get you know get you a couple yards. He's, but, but he can body a bigger defender still. Yeah, mm-hmm, I think he weighs like. 225 240 something like mm-hmm. that yeah and the panthers should recognize that they need a wide receiver and go in that direction so yeah 16 uh aj brown the giants they're back with that with that odell trade they moved back into the draft lucky them this trade is you know from cleveland mm-hmm. um and i and i don't i don't think it was that bad of a move moving back in at this point because now they can now they can afford to trade up a little earlier if they want to you know not in this draft they're not this is their only pick no, 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 I'm saying like they not in our mock draft they won't. Oh no, no, not in this draft, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in Thursday's in draft, draft they, could. they could, they could, because then they're still left with this, or they could deal this pick. Mm-hmm. You know that yeah. could happen. But this is a pick that I didn't get in my in my other mock draft, so I'm gonna have some fun here. The Giants need a corner bad. I think that's their number one draft need. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they're aging at corner. I mean, let me go look at their. If you look at it though, the Giants need a lot more than just a corner. They need a lot. But they need they need a whole new team. But they need a, I mean, at corner back. they got Janoris Jenkins, Grant Haley, Antonio T- Hamilton. I mean, these are aging names mm-hmm. or just nobodies. Yeah, and losing Landon Collins really opens up a gap in that secondary. Right. No. Yeah. Landon Collins is a huge loss, and so and I love Byron Murphy out of Washington. Okay. I think he's one of those guys that could turn out to be um, a similar value kind of pick as. I think this could be similar to a Derwin James situation where his position just isn't looked at, and so he kind of slips a little bit. Um, I mean, this isn't really slipping for him. This is good value for him. But I really like Byron Murphy here. He's he's a taller. I mean, he's an average sized corner, five five eleven. But he had a pretty decent showing at the combine. Good vert. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm taking Byron Murphy out of Washington for the Giants here and see if they can get a little little scrappy. All right. So 18, the Vikings. Obviously, they are another team that had a disappointing end to the season. I think the first step that they need to take is drafting that O-line, building up the O-line. So in this situation, I'm going to go Jonah Williams out of Alabama. I think he's a guy that, that they could use, that Kirk Cousins would love. Because, I mean, they're a talented team. They should have been in the playoffs this year. I, I, I just I don't know how, how it happened. I mean, obviously you can say you can blame Kirk Cousins, but there's it's a full team out there. So I think the first step is rebuilding that offensive line and, and you know being able to throw and pass the ball with a lot of time. So, now I I have the blessing of picking for the Tennessee Titans, who are another one of those teams that's that's decent everywhere but not great anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're licking their chops here because their biggest need is defensive tackle, and Rashawn Gary is still on our board right now. And so I'm taking. I think he's a he's a three technique D lineman. Um, he was a top he was a top prospect out of high school. He's got great size, really agile, quick. Um, he didn't have quite the production that some people want but he's been compared to like Ziggy Anza Ziggy mm-hmm. Anza mm-hmm. um and I think he's I think he can exceed that pretty easily um coming out of Michigan um he's he's got all the tools to come off of the edge he's got that combination of height weight and speed that 
um, scouts are looking for. And so he's really, I mean, he's a polished, he's a polished guy in that set physically. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I think the Titans have what it takes to polish him up a little bit and get him ready to go at, go at quarterbacks because he's, he's quick. He's, he's a scary guy to see coming at you. Mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary, uh, uh, three technique D lineman out of Michigan. Yeah, I honestly don't know how he he dropped that. He sli- he slipped, just slipped your mind. He slipped through. I don't yeah, know, well, it was. Through. I was gonna take him up with the Redskins. They don't need a defensive tackle that bad. Yeah. And so, and then the Giants. I I needed. I wanted a corner. Kind of just happened. Yeah, another guy that I think may have slipped past um, our radars. I mean, maybe just me. But with the Steelers here at twenty, they really need to focus on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they've got a lot of weapons on the offensive side, uh, but I've got him getting. The cornerback out of LSU, Greedy Williams. Yeah, I, I mean, people like Greedy because the name's Greedy. I mean, yeah, it sounds- it, him, and, him and Byron Murphy are both great prospects, and also arguably him and Rocky Sin mm-hmm. have Rocky's. the best, the Rocky's. best names. Well, there's a couple of other track. ones. You, that's a good video to watch. Did you watch it? Mm. There's <laughs> Rocky Sin sounds like uh, something that a that a, like a a pastor at one of those hipster churches. We are gonna Rocky Sin. <laughs> Rocky Sin. But really, what he's going to do is rock your, rock your quarterback if he gets you know if he gets some speed off the edge. He's a quick mm-hmm. guy. But yeah, the Steelers really need to focus on the defensive side of the ball um, to get back in the playoffs because Ben Roethlisberger's window is closing. Closing quick. It's quick. I mean that window. I mean, he's. <laughs> it's I, don't know, I don't know what's going to come first: his play to decline or his entire team to just turn on him. Yeah, because it's not looking good in, in <laughs> Pittsburgh. But Grady Williams, number twenty, Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'd love to take a receiver here with Seattle, mm. and Marquise Brown is kind of calling my name to be honest. But I'm not going to take him. Oof. I'm going. I'm going to shore up the D line because I think Frank Clark's days are ending in Seattle, and that defense is good everywhere, but not doesn't exceed expectations anywhere except for linebacker with Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the Seahawks only have four picks in this draft, so yeah, they've, they've got to count. they've got to make them count, and I think. A good way to make him count is to pair up um, Frank Clark with Clellan Farrell out of Clemson. I okay. talked about him earlier when you took yeah. Brian Burns. I like him better than Brian Burns. Um, he's, he's 6'4", 264, qu- pretty quick off the edge, and good value. A lot of a lot of boards have him in the teens, so I think him falling to the 20s here to Seattle, they're, they're probably pretty happy with this. I mean, if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm pretty happy with this pick. Mm-hmm. Number 22 with the Ravens. I've got them taking Josh Jacobs, running back at Alabama. I mean, I think they're turning into... That's a good pick. I know. I lo- they, they have to. They can't... I mean, there's some... Mark Ingram's draft- not going to do it. Yeah, there's some some mock drafts that have them taking a wide receiver, which I think is ridiculous, right? It's like... Well, it's when your like, quarterback runs that much... It's <laughs> honestly it's honestly like taking a snow jacket to Mexico, you know? like <laughs> Whoa, hot take. I mean... Cold I'm, take. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, hot? No, it is hot. It would be a hot take, yeah. <laughs> you would be hot. Uh, but they really need to just focus on running the ball. I don't think Lamar Jackson is a quarterback in the traditional sense of the word that meaning he can't throw the ball that well so i mean i don't want to get into you know my thoughts on lamar jackson maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later but i really think they need to shore up the running back position because like you said they signed mark ingram but he's getting older he's not gonna be able to do it every time but having a guy like josh jacobs who's a, a powerful running back but you know can generate a lot of speed will help their run heavy emphasis on heavy offense so when I looked up, when I was researching the Texans, I thought it was kind of an interesting pick. Um, I was curious. I know they need O-line help, so I looked up Texans center. And uh, Nick Martin is their current center. I, I, don't, I didn't recognize the name. I don't know. Uh, and the, the fourth link that came up here was Texans Nick Martin, worst center in the AFC South. Okay. 
He's so he's not great. Yeah. And and there's a guy on the board here who I think is not that much of a rage. Eric McCoy. He's not a name you've heard a lot of. Um, but he can get physical up front. Uh, he's a redshirt junior out of Texas A&M. He can play multiple positions on the line. Versatile guy. And and the Texans could use some help protecting because I mean Deshaun Watson got hit a lot last season. Yeah. He was was he the most hit quarterback in the league? I he's think, top three. I think it was yeah. Him and yeah. So. Deshaun, Deshaun really needs some help there, and, and I don't think it's a bad move to go with a versatile center that can get physical up front. I mean, whether or not they stay with Derek Carr at quarterback is still you know, yet to be determined, but I think a big part of making him successful is surrounding him with weapons, and that's why I think they need Nikhil Harry okay, out of Arizona State. I like Nikhil Harry. I think, he's, I think quick. He's, he's arguably one of the best wide receivers in the draft. I mean, I don't know. That, that may be somewhat of a hot take because everyone loves DK Metcalf. But I think he's a solid player, and he's going to help fill that role that, you know, Amari Cooper left. Now, I don't think that they should stop there. And I mean, obviously, this is— There's this a lot is, of holes to fill. Yeah, there's a this lot is a, of holes to this fill. This is Swiss cheese, like, baby. This is, yeah, <laughs> Swiss cheese. I like that. Swiss cheese. But I think this is, you know, another good pick. So they pair him with, with Quinn and Williams, who I drafted earlier for the Raiders, in building this team up from what it was. So, yeah, 24, Nikhil Harry. So the Eagles, um, they would have loved to have seen Josh Jacobs, I think. Yeah, that's a pick I, I so. like for them. I here. mean, they, you know, if you look at their running backs in the past, I mean, JHIA, those are guys like, you know, similar style guys, right? That they really like Josh like. Jacobs, mm-hmm. and and what they really need is a tackle. But there's not really any tackles in this. Jason Peters is in his, he's well into his late thirties. Late thirties. I think he's like late. thirty-seven, maybe yeah. thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. So he's he's getting up there for for a tackle too. But I especially. think I think they can find that in the second or third round, mm-hmm. and especially if he can a, a guy that can be under Jason Peters. I mean, if you're an offensive tackle getting picked in the second or third round, you'd love to be under Jason Peters for a year. You mm-hmm. know, it's going to be super valuable. Um, but their most pressing need need is is linebacker because Jordan Hicks just left. So yeah. so they have a hole to fill there, and I think a good way to fill that hole is Devin Bush, linebacker okay. out of Michigan. Um, I've I've seen him in mocks. He played alongside Rashawn Gary in Michigan uh, on that strong defense. I've seen mocks saying that that he needs to go to the Bengals. That he needs to go, you know, in the early teens, uh, up in the elevens. Um, but he would instantly become a starter with the Eagles at middle and inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you're looking for is a plug and play starter in a big need for the Eagles here. And so this is just a pick that makes sense. And if he falls this far, then He's definitely worth worth taking here. Yeah, and so now we get to my favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts. Here, so I, I feel like I I should be able to, you know. Yeah, you can channel everything. Yeah. You know what you need. Exactly. You've done the research. Mm-hmm. You're a fan, so you yeah. know what you want. Mm-hmm. Who's it going to be? Well, see, the tough thing with that is, is like I would have liked to have a wide receiver, and the only guy that, you know, the only guy that I would feel comfortable taking in the first round is Marquise Brown. Who's you know? You don't like Nikhil Harry in the first round. I mean, or maybe. Mark or uh, or DK Metcalf. You no, don't no, think? No, he, no, 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 no. I do. I think I think DK Metcalf. I think Nikhil Harry, and I think AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. Uh, those are the only three I want to take in the first round. Okay. The, or, and Marquise Brown. I think there's an argument to be made. Yeah. There. No, the definitely. Only reason, the only reason I don't Hakeem, take Hakeem Butler's out there too. He's fringe. He's yeah. like a, he's like a 30s guy. Yeah, but I, I mean, you you know. Chris Ballard just isn't good. But first round receivers don't work out. Yeah. No, well, I mean, Philip Dorsett, 2015 for the Colts. Yeah, was, you, got, you got a little bit of. But the only reason why I don't take Marquise Brown in this situation, he's 5'9, 166. You know who's 5'10 and our best wide receiver? T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. It's to, the same, it's to, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's the same style of guy. I mean, I think we need to shake things up. 
So we we do draft later, like we draft early because we have the Jets pick from last year in right. the first round. So for for this situation, I think our second biggest need, one A, one B, is uh, defensive line. So I'm going to go. With, needs it. Yeah, everybody needs it. So I'm going <laughs> to go with Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. Yeah, he's value here. I mean, I I feel like he may have not gotten the most notoriety because you have a Dexter Lawrence. He's a big name still. He is a big name. I mean, he's a recognizable name. Yeah, but I think Dexter Lawrence stole a bit of the shine. And Chris Ballard, whoever he takes, I mean, I'm going to be 100% agreement with based off of his draft last year. I mean, he knows how to find talent. Yeah. So, and I don't want want to reach with the wide receiver if it's not there. No. So, I I think that's the safest pick, shoring up the interior because, I mean, we're not getting to the quarterback. We need to get sacks. But, yeah, that's that's my guy. That's my guy there, Christian Wilkins. 26 with for the Colts. So for the Cowboys, I'm going to take Amari Cooper here, and then with the Raiders, who actually had this pick. This okay. is number three. This is their third. By the way, this third is their pick. third. Okay, so who did you take with their first two picks? With their first two picks, I took Nikhil, Nikhil Harry. I took Quinnen Williams and Nikhil Harry. Okay, so you haven't touched the edge rush. I have not. So yeah, someone has to fill the hole that that uh, Khalil Mack left them. Well, no one's going to fill the hole that well, Khalil Mack left them. You have to fill a portion of the but i feel like they have to go there Mm -hmm. as much as they would like to take a tight end here i mean maybe daniel jones here there's talk that oh if we like a guy enough we'll take him Mm -hmm. but i feel like the edge rush has to be addressed and you just took clellan farrell so now we're looking at guys that are late first round early second round guys rather than the first round grades Mm. let me try to pronounce this um this is a guy that i've seen kind of popping up a little more oshane Chim, Chim, Chiminez? X-I-M-I-N-E-S? Sounds good. I like that. <laughs> what, the, the way I pronounced it? Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, the pick's great, but also the pronunciation so, is good, too. So here's, so here's what I know about this guy. I looked at his just... He, he's, graded to be, he's graded out to be an NFL starter um, at, at some point in his career. He, he played for a small school, Old Dominion, so he hasn't had a ton of notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, but he finished among the top players in... in college football with 18 and a half tackles for loss and 12 sacks so he's been productive mm-hmm. he's just playing for a small school so so it's hard to tell um but i think that the raiders you know if they they like to watch tape i, I feel like i mean most teams <laughs> i'm assuming do. yeah i i hope hopefully I mean. <laughs> and, and his film looks great he he just he you know he was productive for multiple years in college and he's got a name that's hard to pronounce mm-hmm. which which means he's going to be good of course so I think a guy that's he's I mean he's productive he's not raw yeah he's not a bad pick here when you mm-hmm. can't get Clellan Farrell and uh, Christian Wilkins yeah all right so twenty eight with the Chargers you're like sweet that wasn't on my board at I, all yeah nope he wasn't a guy I was looking for but I mean you know being the NFL expert here at Not Gonna Lie podcast you have to you have to find you gotta those, listen you have up. to find those diamonds in the rough uh, listen to what the people are saying exactly so here are twenty eight. The, the best way to prolong a quarterback's career, I mean, it's kind of common knowledge, but you've got to give him a, a lineman, right? Really? Yes, a hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take. Man. Uh, so here at 28, I think that the Chargers go Cody Ford. O-lineman I like Oklahoma. Cody Ford. Uh, he, he had a little beef with uh, our previous guest, Charles Amenahue, uh, you know, dealing with that. But he protected the Heisman winner. I mean, when you protect the Heisman winner, you know, that, that he was the best the best lineman on that team. Yeah, he's the best lineman on the you know the Heisman winning quarterbacks. Argu- line. Arguably the best offensive line in at least the Big Twelve, uh, and I, I think that the Chargers do need that help because it won't only it won't only help prolong 
Philip Rivers' career, but it'll help prolong Melvin Gordon's career and give him more time to throw the ball because they've got a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Arguably, the best team in the AFC, right? This year, and so roster wise, roster roster wise, yeah. yeah. So shoring up that team and also staying healthy will be what helps them compete this year. So twenty eight, Cody Ford. So the Chiefs are tough because we've got we've got Tyreek Hill who's kind of in some hot water right now as he should be, and so Chiefs fans are calling for a receiver because there's not a, there's not a lot else there with uh, Sammy Watkins and who's the other guy that they've got Sammy Watkins I don't even know I mean yeah, Travis I mean, Kelsey's a tight end um, so a lot of people would like to see them take a corner here but I think all the corners. I mean, I reached for Byron Murphy earlier, and so I don't think I think that if he's here, that would be a good pick. Mm-hmm. They recently signed Tyron Matthews, so it's like, do you go safety? Um, and and I think you do go with safety. So now it's, do I go with Taylor Rapp or Chauncey Gardner Johnson out of Florida? This is a tough pick for me. I, I haven't, I honestly haven't decided until this moment right now. <laughs> I think I want to go with Taylor Rapp, but he had a bad pro day. And a bad combine, I believe, mm-hmm. and so he's slipping. I've seen him slipping into the late second, but but, but he but he he played well. He's the he's a consensus guy that should be a first rounder, minus his measurables. This is really beating me up. Mm-hmm. I'm going Taylor Rapp. I got to make a call. Safe. I mean, depth at safety is never bad. Yeah. You know, Eric Berry's gone. Tyron Matthews not. What he was. What he was. Mm-hmm. I, I okay. That fine. There it there it is. Taylor Rapp, there fine. Throw it out there. Get off my back, guys. All right, all right. So at 30, we've got the Green Bay Packers, and I was hoping that you wouldn't go in this direction as you were explaining that they may need a wide receiver. But I'm going to go Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. They're, they're all gone now. I mean, who's I, left? Hakeem Butler? That's it. Yeah, and I, I mean, especially, you know, considering who the Packers have left, you know, at wide receiver, it's not a lot. And I think having a young talent will really help Aaron Rodgers. You know, like we were talking about before, prolong his career and not waste his talented years so yeah at 30 we've got marquise brown it's harder with these with these better teams Mm -hmm. because there's not these glaring needs Mm -hmm. so it's like you want to take the best guy available but sometimes that's at a position that has you know massive depth so it wouldn't make sense so with the rams here at what am i at 31 it's my last oh it's my last last pick. pick yeah i mean I've seen I've seen Rams fans going, oh Montez Sweat could fall to us. It's, that's there's just there's some pipe dreams out here um, among among Rams fans and and analysts thinking that some of these players are going to fall. The Rams could use a center and Whitworth on the left. Whitworth's left tackle, right? Whitworth mm-hmm. on the left tackle is, I mean, talk about the late thirties. He's he's a thirty-seven as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got some age here. Um. Man, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go guard, which is a position we haven't looked at mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, have we looked guard at all? So. We're looking so. tackles mostly. I mean, that's that's the main that's the money maker on the offensive line. The guard is no, is a tackle. the tackle. It's yeah, tackle. they're the ones that get paid because mm-hmm. they're protecting your sides. Yeah, but we haven't looked at guard at all. And there's a name here that um, that I think comes up a lot, but never in a in a first round kind of context. You've got names at center like Garrett Bradbury. Um and what's the other guy? Oh, and and Greg Little, mm-hmm. you know, and then Cody Ford's in this area, but you took him already. Yeah, and course. and so I'm going to go guard, and I'm going to go with Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College. Okay. He's the he's the top overall guard prospect. Mm-hmm. He another small school guy. 
who had good i mean you know, there's no, there's not as much st- stats for for a guard, but he course, he, yeah. he was a solid presence on on his on the Boston College line for four years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Leader, a guy that you, I mean, the Rams are looking for leaders, and Whitworth's getting old. You might as well grab a new leader, and so I'm going with the most boring pick with my last pick here. No, no Daniel Jones in our first round. Well, hold on, who? Oh shoot! It's the Patriots. It's the Patriots. Oh, you're looking at Daniel Jones. Am I looking at Daniel Jones? I don't know, but th- I think. I mean, I think you take the best player available here, and Noah Font's pretty nice. I yeah. thought about Noah Font here. I yeah no actually so calling back to previously you know another talented yeah. tight end out of Iowa, Noah Font. I mean I kind of wrestled with this a little bit. I mean it was a pipe dream thinking that um, you know that I would take Daniel Jones. Yeah. I mean. If if the Patriots do take Daniel Jones, that's a big deal. That's that's a big deal because, because well, it says something. Means, yeah. yeah, it does. Like you know, there, there are magic eight ball of quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's one thing for us to say, oh, we like Daniel Jones, or oh, we yeah. don't like Daniel. But Jones. we're not Bill Belichick. We're not Bill Belichick. If he drafts Daniel Jones, I'm throwing all my chips on it. Yeah, Jones. Daniel Jones is the next Jimmy Garoppolo if they draft Daniel Jones. But I'm actually I'm not going to go with Daniel Jones here. Are you going fun? I think I'm going to go fun. I I messed with I toyed with the idea of Irv Smith Jr. Right, I like her. Which he's he's good, but I think Jones, I mean, Font's Rob proven. Gronkowski retired, and they they need a presence. I mean, yeah, that was that was Brady's security blanket, and they need a guy who can be that guy for Tom Brady. So, and I think Noah Font has the chance to do that, and so I'm going to go with the final pick in our first round mock draft. I'm going to go with Noah Font. I'm taking a take backsies here. Take backsies, okay. I saw Chris Lindstrom, and mm-hmm. I I said he was the best guard prospect. Yeah. Dalton Rinsner out of Kansas totally slipped my mind. That's mm-hmm. a guy that I I think I had him in my mock as yeah, a later pick. I think so. It's like 22 or something. He, I have to go with him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so sorry. I want to apologize to every Kansas State fan out there because he can play offensive tackle too, and mm-hmm. so he can shore up that Whitworth spot. Mm-hmm. I'm changing my pick. The NFL would never allow this, but I'm yeah. doing it. But, I mean, this isn't the NFL, so. So here we are. We're chilling. Take back. I'm chilling. The first ever take back. So who have we left on the board? Up. Really quick as we wrap up. Guys we left on the board. DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. Um, Chris Lindstrom, Jones, like I obviously. just said. Hakeem Butler, did you pick him? I did not. So yeah, Hakeem Daniel Butler. Jones. Draymond Jones uh, out of Ohio State. Nasir Adderley out of uh, Delaware. You took Noah Font. Gardner Johnson out of Florida would be mm-hmm. a great pick in the early second round of safety. Mm-hmm. I think those are the big names that we've that we've. Uh, Juan this, Thornhill is a guy, and, and Irv Smith Jr. Like you said, you mentioned you mentioned Byron Murphy. We didn't say him. I, I, I took Byron Murphy. Oh, you did take Byron Murphy. Yeah, okay, I took well, him well, a lot earlier. Oh. Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State is a name that's been floating around quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. So those are the kind of the guy. Uh, Jonathan Abram out of Mississippi State as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like him in the second round. But we're not Charles O'Menahue. Charles Menehue out of Texas. I mean, I mean, we can't forget. We you, can't forget about we, him. Shout out Charles. Yeah, shout out Charles. <laughs> we'll, we'll be looking for you. <laughs> but I mean, I think we did a good job. I think we took a lot of the names, and I think we're going to be really wrong on most of these. Takes. Oh, no question. Because watch, and really, we were uneducated on this. We've only looked around on each of these players for a couple minutes. Yeah, I mean, watch. You know, watch us go. There'll be six or seven trades, and it looked nothing like. Well, and I assume it will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. But in terms of. In terms of needs, I think we have pegged team needs pretty well. Yeah. Now we'll see if they listen to us. So yeah, you, you I mean, out the, GMs they're, out there, are you listening to yeah, us? Yeah. Are you tuning in, guys? Because this is this, <laughs> this is as good this, as it gets. These honestly. are this is so analytical. Mm-hmm. Okay, so quickly here because yeah, I mean we've yep. taken a lot of people's time. Yeah. Uh, listing off of you know our predictions, but who who are in your opinion is the team that has the most to gain from this draft? 
I mean, I I don't think there's any question here. The Oakland Raiders, of course, can make up for what they've lost in trading away Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack. Yeah, because well, because because if, if this doesn't turn out for them, they look like idiots. Yeah, because it doesn't matter how good Amari Cooper and uh, Khalil Mack play, but if these three picks can turn into something. Yeah, just, just better. Good starters, even. Yeah, if you're just mean, three good starters, like like good starters. Yeah, then you're fine. Then you're fine. Mm-hmm. But if they don't turn out, or even if you get one star, just one star, you know, you're you're looking kind of dumb, but mm-hmm. you've made up for it. Yeah. So yeah, the most to gain has to be three picks. The Oakland Raiders. I mean, they've got the most picks. Yeah, and I mean, I think another team on that that same same scale, that same idea, is the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, yeah, they're not. Their number one need is not quarterback. No. If I'm them, you have to trade back. I they think just it's, I think picked it's a quarterback. Ridic- I think it's ridiculous that this is even a conversation because this is a thing. Uh, Man, we're just thrashing on these quarterbacks, I by know, the way. I, I mean, know. Dwayne Haskins, you know, yeah. he's getting thrashed on. Yeah, look, not by us. Look, but for us. look for us 2020 when there's a lot of talent. And we'll just we're be, gonna be loving, I mean, we're we're just, gonna be loving on the quarterback. We're, but we're going to be talking about him just as much. That's true. We we're going to be, be, oh, man, you got to take, mm-hmm. you, they're going to be looking quarterback here. Yeah. But just to finish up, you know, this last little bit of the conversation, I'll move into the last piece of the podcast. The difference between Robert Griffin III and Russell Wilson, who just signed a massive contract, right, is the team that he had built around him. I mean, Robert Griffin took the Redskins to the third in the the the, the playoffs, you know, in his first season as quarterback. But that was it. Right. They went ten and six. He was making plays. You know, one rookie of the year was great. But he didn't have that team with him, and he wasn't smart with the ball. No. Russell Wilson had one of the best defenses of all time, and he had Marshawn Lynch. And he's winning Super Bowls, and now is the richest. Yeah, such a young player. Now is the richest quarterback you know, in the, in the NFL. Yeah, props to him. He, I mean, he earned that money. Mm-hmm. And that's you got to give him money for the yeah, Super Bowls. That's the difference between a successful career and, I mean, not, I'm it's not close, such, It's, I'm it's not, not that those door. players are the same. No, no, no. But no, the no. situations they were placed in did not or did or did not help. And that's why I think, I think Kyler Murray's in trouble because he's not going to be put in a situation where he's successful. What's the ideal situation for him? The ideal situation, in my opinion, has to be the Jaguars. I mean, I'm not saying they will. So, he can, go behind, so he can play behind Nick Foles for I a mean, he, he could, but even if you take Nick Foles out of the equation, you've got a solid defense got a solid running game yeah a couple young budding receivers and a decent offensive line right that's what you need i would have said arguably the giants before they traded away odell yeah you know and before they let landon collins walk but that's kind of a shaky situation but if the redskins trade up i think the redskins is a good and spot. i think they might that's a good spot but for you're them. gonna have to same with the Bengals. they would have to give up a lot yeah those those would be the ideal spots for quarterbacks. It's these teams that are they're not lacking they're you know they're they're a quarterback away from being 500 mm-hmm. which know? is which is why it's it's arguable that you know you could say that another quarterback could have a better year this year, better rookie I think year, and other a better quarterbacks career will just because of the situation that they're placed in. Because you put Dwayne, if Dwayne Haskins drops or Drew Locke drops to the Bengals at eleven, I think you throw him yeah, that's in. That's a good spot. That's a great you got spot. AJ Green, exactly. Like there's there's a lot of teams out there that, you know, like you said, are just that missing piece away. But the Cardinals right. are not it. No. But as we're finishing up this podcast, which is turning out to be one of the longest ever. Oh, how long is it? We're an hour in right now, but oh, that's before that's editing. Uh, so we're going to give our picks for offensive and defensive rookie of the year. So just go ahead and jump My offensive into rookie of the year, um, Drew Locke. Okay. I think Drew Locke's going to, like we were just talking about, I think Drew Locke's going to be put in a better situation mm-hmm. than, than Haskins and, uh, and Murray are going to be. And there's not a lot of running backs here, and, and we know that it's going to be a quarterback or running back almost every year. It could be an mm-hmm. offensive lineman this year. 
I mean, I feel like the best. But it never was, happens. Yeah, it, it just. And so, and so, I think I think Drew Locke is, or Daniel Jones are going to be given better situations than mm-hmm. than some of the better quarterbacks in yeah. this draft. Because yeah, Daniel Jones may go at the end, you know, of this year's draft. Yeah. And if he gets put in a situation where, like you said, they do need a quarterback, then that'll be a good spot. In my opinion, I think Dwayne Haskins. I mean, I know I know what all of our listeners are saying. Are like, oh, you guys just hate Kyler Murray, so you're not going to say him. But yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. We kind of do. But Dwayne Haskins has that arm, that arm strength, and that ability to make plays. Like, yeah, he's not super quick. He's not a quick a quick playmaker, but he still makes plays. He can make yeah. those throws. I think he's more accurate, got a bigger arm than Kyler Murray. Definitely. And, I mean, having Saquon Barkley is going to help. <laughs> you think? <laughs> oh, yeah, no question. Of course. I mean, obviously, you know, they have a lot more holes to fill up. And having Odell, I mean, he would have been number one on my list. If, if they had Odell, I think he would have maybe even made the Pro Bowl as rookie year. Oh, well, that's a hot take. I mean, obviously, I can there's say no that. way for us I can to say know. That, but there's yeah. no way for us to prove that. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Okay. But well, I think it's going to be a to make the Pro Bowl. His team's got to make the playoffs. I don't know. I with, mean, the way, uh, the, way the, the, Pro Bowl, the way the Pro Bowl is. Yeah, year, it's, it's just kind of like. Not as, that's true. It's not as impressive. Defensive rookie of the year. You Defensive can go first. Okay. Sounds good. I'm going to say Quinn and Williams. Okay. I think. Just what he's able to do at the position. He may not put up the same numbers that Nick Bosa does, but the the people that vote on this award will recognize, you know, how much of a down and dirty in the trenches position this is. And he's still going to put up stats that are similar. Right. And people are going to be like, oh yeah, like this guy is our our defensive rookie of the year. So I'm going to say Quinn and Williams. I, so I'm I'm kind of stuck here. There's a couple of guys I like. I like Devin White. I think Devin White could be have a. I think Devin White could have a Darius Leonard like year. Mm-hmm. And and I also like Josh Allen a lot because I think he'll, he's going to be in a pretty decent situation. But, I mean, Nick Bosa, just the name alone makes it hard to not pick him. His mm-hmm. brother had such a good rookie year. You know, he's going to be productive. He's polished. He's got the, the build out of Ohio State. So I have to go Nick Bosa. I'm glad you left it open for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't always like it's to pick. It's the boring pick. I don't always like to pick the, the, the most popular yeah, it's, one. Yeah, it's not you know, a I hot take. A but, bit. I mean, if we didn't say him at all, we would look kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I had to go Nick Bosa here. Yeah. We we want to show that we have some semblance. Of, a little bit. Yeah. After all, knowledge. after an hour of rambling. Yeah. Just wasting your time. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about going to do it on the podcast. Be sure to check out the upcoming draft this weekend. Thursday, Thursday Friday, Saturday. It's going to be fun. For those of you who may, you know, not really be interested. Avengers Endgame's coming out Thursday. Yeah, like uh, you might should be checking your phone. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably what we're. I got a be soccer doing. game, we're man. I got. Be, I'm busy. We're we're going to be watching. We're going to be watching Endgame instead of watching the first round of the draft, but we will be getting those alerts on our phones. Definitely. Um, and yeah, be people sure. are going to hate us at the movie. They really will. Yeah, <laughs> have our have our brightness on, and yeah, but be sure to check out new blogs on on the website. We've got podcast podcasts coming out every week, and we've got t-shirts and stickers. So yeah, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of Not Gonna Lie.